Hello guys, I'm back um, with another episode of the clinical examinations. I know I haven't touched this since probably November last year, but um, going through my medical term in year 5, I noticed that I might actually need to come back and have a look at these old examinations. They're quite quite essential for your placements and obviously it'll guide your clinical thinking and um, studying for year 5. So... Hopefully I'll get through the whole Jakumza examination booklet in the next three weeks, um, given I'm, I'll be having more time on my hand if I stay at home. Um, if the disease gets, if coronavirus gets out of hand. So, yeah. Let's see where we go with this. Okay, so I'm going to continue the episodes by going through the GI <coughs> system examination. And we're going to start by alcoholic liver disease, which is essentially um, going to cover some sort of signs and symptoms uh, associated with alcoholism in general without liver disease. And also shares a lot of stuff with non-alcoholic liver disease and uh, hepatocellular cancer. So this, this examination would pretty much include anything to do with alcoholism, um, liver cirrhosis, Probably even fatty liver, but probably not. And uh, as well as hepatocellular carcinoma. That's considered end stage. So, the demographic, from what I've seen at the hospital, it's, it's normally, you know, the middle-aged guy, 50, 60, comes in, big beer belly, drinks quite a lot of alcohol every day. Um, or on the other hand, you might have like a slightly younger indigenous patient in his or her 30s and 40s um my neighbor just texted me saying that there's cookies coming out of the oven anytime soon so i might pause this (laughs) pause this uh podcast and go have some cookies but yeah so essentially that's the most common type of presentation when it comes to alcoholic liver cirrhosis and stuff like that so you want to fully expose the patient and release their belly. <coughs> Ask them to lie down on the bed flat. and Maybe give them a pillow for their head. Um, you want to go through patient's body habitus. If they're you know morbidly obese or if they're cachectic, showing signs of cancer. Or if there's been any changes. You want to assess their level of alertness and see if they're orientated to time, person, place. If you can briefly GSS, um, that will allow you to identify their degree of encephalopathy. I can't even say that. Um, From zero to four, if you can. Um, Ask about their sleep disturbances, because that's considered level one encephalopathy. Um, See if they're in distress or pain, any signs of peritonitis, and if there's any obvious jaundice, pallor, or pigmentation of the skin showing hemochromatosis. Obviously, if you see any petechiae or papora, it could also show signs of um, coagulopathy in these patients. Um, check their vitals. Um, tachycardia, tachypnea, shallow, shallow breathing, and their blood pressure could be hypertensive with some postural variations. I'm not exactly sure it's if this is because of the blood that pulls in the portal hypertension or because of the diabetic changes. Um, must clarify that. 
if I can. Uh, check for all three saturations and temperature. Check for the GCS, and we go straight to their hands. You know, you want to you want to assess warmth of the hands and how dry or sweaty they are. Um, in the palms, check for pallor of creases, showing signs of anemia of chronic disease. Check for palmar erythema that you see in patients with um, hepatic problems and Dupuytren's contraction contracture uh, that alcoholics get. Check their nails for leukinikia and Merkley's lines, showing signs of hypoalbuminemia. And check for clubbing. Check their capillary field time. And patients could also have tremor, so signs of um, sort of alcoholic withdrawals or hepatic flap. Um, we go through their arms. Again, as I said, checking for bruising and pesicade. Checking for scratch marks, showing signs of... Um, Post-hepatic obstructions, spinal nevi is because of the estrogen conversion <coughs> abnormalities and proximal myopathy. Um, in their face, obviously look at their eyes for scleral jaundice or conjunctival pallor. You might see xanthalesma around their eyes. You might see parotid gland, gland enlargement for their alcoholism and in their mouth, alcohol stomatitis. Um, the smell of alcohol on breath and fetohepaticus, which I don't know what it means. Um, leukoplakia, atrophic glossitis, and hydration statuses are, are important to check. Under chest, um, it's only mentioned to check for gynecomastia and spidonevi. As I said, um, conversion of estrogen is altered in patients with hepatic hepatic problems. So... Um, when you see spider neva, make sure you check for blanching of the veins, vessels, sorry, oh, vessels. In the abdomen, you want to inspect it for distension, prominent veins around um, umbilicus, which are called caput medusa, and abnormal skin pigmentation, as mentioned earlier. You want to palpate light and deep for any tenderness rebound guarding rigidity you know the normal things you do in any gi exams and then more importantly check for hepatosplenomegaly um obviously percuss for ascites or you could also percuss for um the range where the liver expands underneath the ribs uh, then you also can auscultate for venous hums and liver breweries and um, have a look for testicular atrophy as well. Um, and finally, in the leg, you might also just see signs of edema, bruising, and muscle wasting. And obviously, when a patient comes to you with these sort of comorbidities, you would want to do a full cardiovascular exam as well as a respiratory and neurological exam, if need be, uh, for a more comprehensive care of these patients. But... Um, for the time being, that is the examination for alcoholic liver disease. I'm just going to go get some cookies and come back and finish GIT. Alright, see you later.